Welcome to the How to Publish Your Book podcast, where we're helping writers become authors. I'm Ashley Shannon, and I'm here with my co-host, Carrie McAvoy, and today we're going to be talking about author themes. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hey, Ashley. I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Alrighty. All right. So when we talk about author themes, we're talking a lot about branding. Branding is um, kind of put with logos and um, fonts and different things when it comes to your business. I like to classify this as building your author theme, which is um, kind of what your personality is um, and what you want your fans to know about you. Um, So Carrie, you have a brand, right? You've gone through branding and all those types of things. I have after I met you. You're the one that got me thinking <laughs> about this. So yeah, I I actually hadn't. I mean, I went so far as to think about what as as a psychologist did I want people to know about me, especially when I was practicing. But uh, but once I started writing, I didn't. I wasn't careful about this, and I didn't. I didn't approach it like I didn't have a business acumen about writing, and that's what I loved about meeting you. Is because right from the start, you start emphasizing those types of things. You start telling me how important it was. So I kind of had the theme that fit me, but I hadn't consciously slowed down to sort this through. So so this has been very powerful, and it's something now I do intentionally. But I have to say, until recently, I haven't. And I think I think it's hurt me that I didn't do that faster, honestly. I think a lot of people kind of miss the step. So, you know, they might think about putting together their website or, um, you know, but mostly they're focused on writing the books and they don't really think about what their business is as or a writer or they don't think about it as a business at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always run into writers that write for the the craft of it. And um, that's great. Um, but I always, you know, I have to pay bills. So I want to think about the craft, but I also got to think about the money of it, you know? Well, yeah. And I think that's the first part is why is this important? Why bother with this? Especially if, you know, say someone says to you, well, I'm just a blogger and I, I write what I really like to write about. And why do I have to think about this? I think that that's kind of a common assumption that maybe this isn't necessary unless you're going to publish books or have a big career as a writer as an author but I think though I mean it really boils down to if you want to be read then you have to be intentional about how you reach the people you want to read you who would want to read you and so it's it's like making a connection between them and you and in order to make that connection they have to know who you are and what you're about in order to know if they would want to read what you're going to write so that's to me that's what this is about it's it's about um, defining ourselves so that the audience knows whether or not we might be a good fit, it's like matching. Yeah, it's the same as like um, if you go to a cover artist and you tell them I'm writing a romance book, then they're going to put certain aspects and tropes into your cover so that when your reader looks at it, they know, okay, this is a romance book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's got Fabio on the cover or whatever. <laughs> and so... Um, Naked chests and those kinds of things. Right? Yeah, bare chest. <laughs> exactly. So um, uh, making, creating your author theme is basically letting your reader know, you know, all about you in simple ways. You know, it could be color schemes and, and branding and, and can dive in more and help you really build like a, a connection with your reader, I think. Right. 
Right. And, you know, I see people tend to make two errors with this. I, I'd be curious to see what you think, Ashley. They either tend to want to be all over, like they'll say, well, I write about political topics, but I'm also really intrigued with cats. And I want to also talk about my knitting on top of it. <laughs> or, or they get so, so specifically focused that um, that it becomes like I want to write sci-fi romance of reverse harem that occurs on this certain planet. Well, you know, in a Dune world created by so and so. So you know, I I see them either like they pull the lens in way too tight or they pull it back way too wide. What do you think? Is that do you see that problem or what kind of problems do you see people run into with this? I definitely see people go too wide. They think that author theme means that their reader needs to know everything about them. Um, so, you know, um, I see this a lot with bloggers too. They want to blog about everything or fiction writers and they're, I want to write in this genre and this genre and this genre, and I don't want to be conformed, but they don't understand that that really confuses your readers. Um, they think that basically their writing voice is going to carry them through any genre and that's not the way it works. You know, mm -hmm. even Stephen King had to have a pen name, right? JK Rowling did the same, you know, different kinds of genres need different kinds of author personas. Um, otherwise it, yeah, it just gets really kind of weird and confusing. I don't so much see people go too narrow. Um, I see mash genres a lot um like you said something about sci-fi with romance and something about whatever and um I feel like people people it's kind of like taking a pantser and trying to make them outline they feel constricted and like they don't have room to be creative and when you tell somebody you need to pick a genre and stick to it or you need to have your book be prominently one genre. Um, people don't like that. It's like yeah. I'm telling them to fit their round idea in a square hole. And that's. That's right. Yeah. Like that's what happens like when you don't. Denying their creativity or something. In fact, I heard a great example. Somebody today, I was over, I was listening to somebody share about their writing journey. And, and he said that he wrote what he considered a romance. And then he killed off the protagonist the main love character at the end of the book. And then he wondered why nobody wanted to read the second book, you know? So when you do that, when you break a trope, when you really like step out, you're right. It's unless you're a mature writer with a, an audience who expects that you're going to have a tough time pleasing their new readers. Yeah. You, you cannot have a romance book with a death like that at the end and market it as a traditional romance yeah. like you can't you'd have to market it as a, a tragedy yeah exactly. you know and then you're probably just giving the ending away if you market it that way but it's just <laughs> exactly. it's one of those things where I feel like people do not take it seriously as a business mm -hmm. they're making creative choices and not business choices I see this with bloggers that I work with who want to go into a space where certain topics um and writing styles do really really well and they want to buck the rules and go against the norm and they think that that's going to make them stand out yeah when in reality it just it makes them 
stand out in a way that they're like, oh, well, this isn't what I normally read, so I don't want to read that. Right. Um, readers tend to read the same type of thing over and over and over again. It's like if your grandma or grandpa read the New York Times every morning, yeah. like that's still like a type of genre. That's a, a certain style of writing. Right. So, you know, that's why romance readers tend to stick within their genre. They know what they like. Um, right. It's the same with people who read blogs. Like people are conditioned to read a certain style of blog and that's what they really, really like. And so when you don't move with that, then, you know, it's, you're kind of killing your business. Well, right. You know? Wh- which, which company was it that changed the recipe? Was it Coke or Pepsi? Remember that? Mm. No, I have a feeling that this might be an age thing. Maybe, maybe. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. I bet it's about the time that you were born. Uh, I, I, I think it was Pepsi messed with their, or maybe it was Coke. One of them messed with the recipe. Oh my goodness. The outcry was horrific because people had expected a certain kind of flavor. And if you're a Pepsi drinker, you want to drink to Pepsi. You don't want to drink something that tastes like Coke, but if you're a Coke drinker, you don't want to taste like something that tastes like Pepsi. So I think that if we, we forget that we have expectations, our readers have expectations. And what's great about branding is that we help them to know what to expect. But then we got to fulfill it. We got to we got to show up and do exactly what we promised. Yeah. Um, and I do, you're right. People kind of get a they, we get, as as writers, I guess we often see ourselves more as creatives than we do as businessmen and businesswomen. But we're both. And that's we have to wear both hats prominently. Prominently all the time unless we're just doing this as a hobby. And then that's another discussion. But if this isn't a hobby, then it needs to be something that you I keep using the word intentional that you, you on purpose move into and think through these issues. Yeah. I had to Google that by the way. Um, it was new Coke. 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 Okay. Um, and this article, let's see, was this written this year? Yeah. Last year says 35 years on. So this (laughs) happened three years before I was born. (laughs) Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that you can't use a story that, that I don't know about. Yeah, but can you imagine example. Today, Can you imagine drinking a Coke and having it not taste like a Coke? Okay, I don't drink Coke. I drink no. Diet Coke, but yes. Yeah. I, could, I mean, like I'm it. very, you know, I, I, in fact, I struggle between Diet Coke in Mexico versus Diet Coke in the United States. It's better in Mexico. I don't know what they do differently, but it's different. They use real sugar. Well, but Diet Coke, it tastes different too. I don't know. Oh. I don't know how to explain that. So, but it's better. It's better. It's probably not pumped full of chemicals. Yeah, something's different. Or maybe it's pumped full of more chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I but yeah, I'm going to get you there, girl, and you're going to try. <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> probably. I'm never coming back. Okay. Probably. So. In teaching my students how to kind of figure out what their personal theme is, um, you're right. Um, I try to not get them to think too outside of the box or too wide. Um, If they write in several genres, then I want them to do it for each one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer in like having a pen name to separate, you know, the different books you write in different genres. Um, And it, it is. Like I've seen, um, I'll use her as an example. I don't think she would mind, but um, 
There is a self-published writer called Yumo. Um, she goes under the, her pen name is Avery Song. And it is very much like um, very pink and happy and rainbows. She writes a lot of reverse harem, supernatural. Um, and she has, I mean, you look at her branding, just her Facebook cover page and you could pretty much tell what she's all about. Yeah. And that is what your theme should do for your readers, basically. Yeah. So they should look at it and know, oh, this person is going to be edgy and funny, or this person is going to be serious or scary or a thriller. Or so they should know from looking at our Instagram account or our Facebook page or whatever it is that they see or interact with us that we're telegraphing what, what we're about. Yeah, exactly. So I um, have basically four things that I tell my students to think about when it comes to creating your author theme. And I thought that we could just go through these questions okay. together. Um, if you guys want to go through these questions, there is a worksheet to go along with this podcast and the link is in the show notes. So, okay. Personal theme defined. Who are you? So things to think about are your personality, your interests, um, who you are, and your level of professionalism and ideals. Um, so tell me about your personality, Carrie, or your personality that you want your readers to know. Right, right. Well, and I write fiction, but I'm also a blogger. So I had to kind of pull back because I felt like I was a little scattered. If I'm, if I, if I get a little too close on one end of it, like say, for example, if I focus in on the fact that I'm a psychologist and then I write about mental health issues, then that doesn't allow me to really include the fact that I also want to write romances or women fictions. So I had to like think about that. And for me, I realized that the common thread of all of them is relationships, that I'm about developing healthy relationships or how relationships work. So, so I try to have a theme that fits that, that sort of upbeat, um, informational, fun, uh, and focuses more on, on relationships specifically. So that kind of means, uh, you know, it's not that I'm in pink, but I try to use lighter colors uh, and, and, you know, yeah. Does that kind of grasp how, I don't, I don't, haven't really thought about it. Like it's terms of like, there's somebody I just saw recently look, reminded me of like candy you know, sort of, um, <laughs> but almost like Hello Kitty kind of a look. No, I, I'm not, I don't want to have a childish feel or a 50s feel, kind of like a retro 50s feel, but I want it to feel warm, cheerful, and upbeat. I definitely think that that is your personality. Um, your, your theme to me has like not an overly... Um, not overly, but has a feminine touch to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important because you do write a lot about relationships from a woman's perspective. Right. And so, and I know that just by looking at your stuff. Um, so that comes right. across really clear. Right. I mean, I dress like that. I tend to write like that. Uh, I'm a storyteller. So yeah, I, I will, it will have more of a warmer, more of a feminine touch, but I'm also not going to be dotting my eyes with hearts either. So I, <laughs> that, yeah, I, that, but I do think honestly, I'm, we shouldn't laugh, Ashley, because that's sort of a, we have to think about that. Would I use a font that would do that or wouldn't do that? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose a font that does that. 
it doesn't fit. No, but it's it's perfectly fitting for other people. Like you, you said, Hello Kitty, and you know the heart thing. And I was like, oh, that's a that's an Avery song thing. Like that, I yeah. that's totally like a, that's you know. And so it does fit for some, not everyone. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with it, and there is a a, a population that will want that. Mm -hmm. I just know that that's not my target population. I'm not trying to reach that group. So yeah. I could see that doing really well in YA, but that's still not even like the kind of YA that I, I write scary stories. Yeah. <laughs> so example, The woman that wrote uh, the sisterhood of tra the traveling pants sisterhood. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not saying it right. I mean, the there was sort of like they, her theme was jeans. You know, she had sort of like a pocket of mm -hmm. a, off of a denim that she put on her things. And, and so there was a very intentional theme that she threw out through that whole series yeah, I mean, that has a place, definitely. But yours is, yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, yours is a little more somber. It's got kind of an eerie feeling to it. Because, yeah, yours is a little darker, scarier. A zombie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so when filling this out for myself, um, the personality that I like to share with my readers is, because um, I'm a, a blogger also, as well as an author. I'm a young adult author. Um but even the, the what classifies my books as young adult is the age of the characters, not necessarily the target reader. Mm -hmm. I mostly target women that are my own age or maybe a little bit younger. Uh, those of us that like to read young adult books for like nostalgia and all of those things. So, um, so my target reader is basically me <laughs> and my personality um, is kind of the... I don't know, like the hot mess express kind of like, I don't ever, <laughs> I mean, my brand is, is girl, get your shit together. So right. it's obviously like, you know, I, I do not classify myself as like a Pinterest mom or anything right. like that. You know, I'm, I'm very, it's very authentic and um, messy basically is what, you know, my personality and my whole theme kind of is just because I don't, I don't want to pretend to be something that I'm not. It feels really inauthentic. And I like that my brand is, is pretty much just me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and it does convey that. I mean, it's even thinking of your publication and medium. And it's got, I love the careful fonts that you selected. And yet you have them turned on the sides. So they're like upside down. So in a way, they're not messy because there's an intentional pattern to it. But yet it gives the feeling of, life can suddenly change and then it's on a black and white canvas so it definitely comes across that way and i have seen one of your book covers and it has a similar somber kind of eerie tone to it yeah um, yeah and, and in your writing i think your writing in general style is is very approachable it's very easy to read easy to engage in it's very warm it's not warm like warm and cutesy but it's inviting you know it's accessible yeah. maybe that's a better word it's very accessible so I think I feel like that like carries through everything that you do is that accessibility yeah I think so um I writing for me I've never been like like a about I want to be a great writer but I you know somebody told me I was in high school um, and I think it was a teacher, but not like in a mean way um, where I was joking about, you know, being the next, you know, writing, being the next JK Rowling or something big. And he's like, you're not going to write the next, the best 
or the next best great American novel. Mm. And I'm like, oh, mm. but he was right. That doesn't mean that I can't be a writer. Right. But, you know, when I went into to look into publishing, I didn't even look into traditionally publishing. Right. Like I, I wasn't going to go down that path. I don't fit in these boxes kind of thing. And so I write to tell a story. Yeah, but when you really think about it, would you want to be a Hawthorne or um, an up? I mean, do you really want to be sort of like the next Moby Dick? I I don't think so. No, no, not at all. Yeah, right. That's literary (laughs) art to me. And that has a category, but that's not a category you and I are heading for. And no, and I don't think it's bad to say that. Like, I feel like everybody feels like you should strive to win, you know, a, a Nobel Peace Prize or Nobel Prize for literature. I was thinking Pulitzer, but I was like, that's journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I like, but I was Pulitzer thinking, like, journalism? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, one of those. Uh, isn't there like a Booker Award? I don't know. Yeah, there is. It's some medallion or something. I don't even know. I'm so out of the loop. Right. Yeah, I'm so out of the loop. I don't even know what the award's name is, but I'm just saying that I don't want one. Like, <laughs> that's just not like I want to tell a story and I want people to read it and you know when I first started reading in school I didn't have a high reading level like it 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 took me a long time to really like fall in love with books that challenged me and um you know I I just don't see the point that's just not my style of writing not that I don't see the point like nobody should write that way it's just not what I want to do and so I do write my things at like a, I think my books are probably at like a seventh or eighth grade reading level. And I do that intentionally because they are young adult books. And honestly, I don't think most of Americans have an extremely high reading level, but I still think that they should enjoy to read. Right. No, in fact, so. I saw an article that we should be aiming all of our writing to about sixth to eighth grade. We want more readers, but then that's really the target range we should be heading towards. And that there's something almost unapproachable or arrogant when we use words that our readers don't understand. We put them off. We create a distance between us and them. And that's not what I'm going for. I know it's certainly not what you're going for. Yeah. So the fact fact that I even think about it, is there a simpler word choice? Because I tend to, sometimes I like my bigger words and Grammarly will tell me, daunting, there is an easier word than daunting. You don't have to say daunting. But so I try to like, oh, yeah, I should like use, you know, challenging. You know, and, so, oh, yeah, part of part of our brand is knowing even the like the reading level of our of our audience and and being sensitive about that and being intentional about that. Yeah. And so it really actually goes with my theme when you say that, you know, my writing is accessible because mm-hmm. um, I that's I mean, that's one of my main goals. So mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one is your interest. So this would be hobbies, um, you know, anything that you're interested in that you want to fold into your theme or brand. Yeah, I've, I've folded in some of my story into my brand. So part of my story, people know now, if you've read anything by me, is that I'm widowed, who has also been divorced, that I've been in an abusive relationship. Um, that um, I've, I've lost a family member to cancer and another one is struggling with cancer. So I've kind of like woven in my tragedy. It's part of, it's part of my identity, not because I want to like wear it as a badge and everybody feels sorry for me, but I think it's just, especially when you're a psychologist, somehow people think that bad things don't happen, that somehow I'm above I'm above the normal. I know better. I shouldn't, I shouldn't make errors. So part of mine is approachability. 
And so mm -hmm. by me intentionally allowing people to know these pieces of my story, it helps them to know I'm just like everybody else and shit happens to me too. So that's part of what I've kind of woven in and, and I've done it on purpose. I've, I've been aware that I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next one. I love, I love you using the next one is who you are. And you're like, ah, but now like, yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the first one? Tell me again, the first Well, just one. your interest. So like oh, I, yeah. Yeah. on my social media, I try to, so basically when I, um, I post like a song of the day, um, and kind of let people know music. I have also posted like, uh, playlists that I write to, so they could actually go and listen to the same playlist while they're reading a book or whatever. Um, and uh, what I'm reading, um, I did for just a tiny minute share some political views on Twitter <laughs> and then decided that I was not going to be that person. <laughs> so that did probably was intense. <laughs> um, it was right around the election and I mostly just made fun of people. Well, okay. not like made fun of people, but like, yeah trolled yeah, people I guess just a little bit like yeah. <laughs> but know, um funny that I struggle to do that I I as a I that's where I'm weak because I struggle as a person doing that you know for one my work is my life so I don't have a real big personal life and then I don't, I don't have my kids I'm not raising children yeah I can share what I'm listening to is music but because I'm autistic I tend to listen to the same thing for months <laughs> on end so yeah, that's why I jumped ahead is because this is a hard part for me, you know, unless I'm swimming or I'm traveling, I, I have a hard time really identifying what I'm doing for fun. Other than like I told you, I do video games and I, I do love to watch TV in the evenings, but I'm, you know. See, that's part of what I want to do more. Like I, I game a lot when I have free time just to kind of like wind down and shut my brain off. But, um, I, I don't really share that with my audience. Um, you, but my audience does know that I want to travel as much as possible, um, right. that I'm always trying to figure out how to do that more with my kids. And so I think that you are kind of dipping your toe in the water a little bit. And I think um, as the pandemic lifts, it will be easier for you to share more of those things that you're doing with your audience. I hope so. It's just tough for me because I'm not knitting. I used to knit. I'm not for sure my audience would care that I knit. Um, I do enjoy snorkeling, but I'm not near any water to do that. So I, it's just, <laughs> it's very, it's very tough for me right now. I, when I was in Mexico, living in Mexico, I tended to, to post, uh, you know, what beach I was near or what maybe favorite drink I was enjoying, but you know, obviously that's not happening right now. So I, yeah, I feel kind of, um, and part of me is I tend to be a little more on the serious side. So it's, I don't naturally think of sharing those things. It just doesn't come to my head, you know, to do that. But I try. I really try. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about, um, I really want to make this year about kind of getting in better shape and being healthier and I'm more conscious about how I spend my free time as much as my work time. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I'm thinking about sharing. I haven't decided if I want to do it like on YouTube or if I want to do it in my newsletter, mm -hmm. kind of like sharing my fitness goals and, you know, uh, that journey. Now that I so, have done that. I just recently did that. I just recently, yeah. said, I'm heavy. I've gained weight with this pandemic. I'm not really happy about it. I don't like the way I look. My clothes are not fitting really well, but, um, 
Yeah, so you're right. I have started to do that. And I think that's something I got. In fact, the other thing that I did was Facebook glitched this week and confused our accounts and they mixed up our podcast account with my account. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, start pulling my photos from my account into the podcast. So I had, I had to spend an evening straightening that back out. And when I was done, it lost my photo. I didn't have a profile photo anymore. So it was weird. So I reposted mine and then I went ahead and said, and I wear a wig and I like this wig. It's my favorite, blah, blah, blah. And in fact, you know, the interesting thing is that has gotten the most energy of anything I've posted in months. I think I'm like 160 people have weighed in on that. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. So that's, you know, well, that's really a powerful statement that when, when we do do this, when we are really vulnerable, transparent, or share something that's, you know, yeah. I mean, how many people tell people out loud, yeah, I wear a wig? Not many. So it, it really, it, you know, it grabs people. It, it, it makes an impact. You know, that's kind of the whole point of sharing a little bit of who we are, you know, as much as we're comfortable, um, you know, in your interests and stuff. It's because you never know who that's going to resonate with. You don't know. I mean, it, I had no idea before you told me. And then, you know, at one point I had shaved my head and was wearing wigs all the time. We had no idea right, <laughs> that, right. that we did something the same. Right. And so you really have no idea, you know, when you're going to write something or share something about yourself that's going to, you know, be something relatable to one of your readers, which is it, a huge part of why I do this. I know it's a big part of why you do this. And um, even if you write about, you know, fantasy and dragons, you're still trying to create emotion in your readers and creating, you know, just that emotion is relatable. Yeah, because it's creating, it's, it's not, it's creating emotion, but it's also creating relationship. And that's the part that we forget because they often feel like they know us and we're, we're becoming knowable. Now we don't feel we know them until they say something back to us. I may not know that you know, Jane Doe in, in South Dakota is reading me uh, until Jane Doe gets a hold of me and says something to me. But on the other hand, she may feel like I've become a part of her life in some way and mm -hmm. may look forward to my post. In fact, I wrote an article a couple months ago about my, it was called my day, my, what my day in the wig shop taught me about being beautiful or something like that. And then yeah. I shared two different people that I met and one of my former classmates who I never knew at school. I mean, he and I just were in completely different circles. He wrote in a comment and said, you have no idea the impact you're having. You have no Aww. idea. I know. And I thought, wow. And this is a person that I, I used to like admire. And he was a somebody back in the day. I think he was a football player. But yeah, it, it, I'm for me, part of my brand, and it is intentional, part of my brand, it's not that I'm faking these things, but it, my vulnerability, my transparency is I thoughtfully decide to share with the world those things. And it, it is impactful. And it's cool to see the difference that it makes, you know, that, that maybe somebody who's, I, in fact, somebody contacted me that, uh, that their daughter-in-law after a birth, which is when I lost my hair too, ha had a massive loss and lost all her hair. All her mm. hair is gone. And she mm. now has decided to tattoo her head. And in fact, I've seen pin pictures and she looks beautiful. So, I mean, it, it's it's my ability to say, yeah, I've been there. And it, you know what, It's it for a long time, it sucked. But part of me sharing the, my, my experience then in a way becomes easier because when we share it, then everybody helps carries it. That's what I've found. 
I'm not alone. Yeah. I mean, I know you share really big things too. That's part of your brand as well. Yeah. I mean, I just know that, you know, I'm not the only person that's ever gone through this and whatever the situation is. And, um, and you know, the biggest thing for me is when these huge traumatic things happen is that, um, you feel alone and you feel like nobody's ever gone through this. And, um, that's kind of the main reason. I mean, I started blogging for me to kind of process through my own stuff, but then in doing that, then you meet all these people who are dealing with the same issues. Mm -hmm. And so then that kind of fuels me to continue to write about the big things because they do resonate with so many other people. Um, especially, you know, you know, being a single mom and raising a son with autism, I get so many letters from moms or moms struggling with, mental health issues and, you know, not being able to get time, you know, away to kind of time to themselves. And I actually, it's not actually single moms, it's solo moms. Mm. So like, I'm a solo mom, like I don't send my kids to a parent, you know, every other weekend or whatever, I don't get any child support or whatever. And so we're almost like this separate, you know, because single moms usually still have carrying them up the burden um and so it's nice when they you know they get in touch with me and see that there's you know different things I a lot of them not a lot of them four or five of them have even started writing now and so that makes me feel good too because then it gives them a chance to create some stability and some income for their family mm-hmm. and tell their story so yeah it's 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 pretty cool yeah pretty so cool. so I was going to say what do you decide to let purposefully people know about your life um that you're a mom raising an autistic children or child and that you are sometimes a hot mess and (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean for the most part I I don't want to say that my life is an open book um I think that that's while it's cliche it's also wrong (laughs) um I have placed boundaries up um for, you know, the safety of myself and my children, exactly. as always. Um, and I, it's, it's a case-by-case basis for me um, when it comes to sharing things online. Um, it's, you know, it, I don't want to hurt the people who are involved. Um, so I want to be considerate of that. And I, um, I have to be ready. And I think that that's something that you just know. Yeah. Cause like, well, recently I wrote a story on, um, I tried to write that story for a month Yeah. and, um, and it just, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Cause I wasn't ready. To, and I kept trying to like kind of force it. And so for me, it's just, you know, when it's ready and when I feel like I can write about it, I will. And until then I, I don't. Right, right, and right. that's it. But there really isn't anything that I don't think I would never share. But it's just making sure that I do it in the right way and at the right yeah. time. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. That's where I'm at on a lot of things too. I have to, 
I have to like uh, test out my readiness and uh, how far <laughs> down the road I am in processing. Sometimes I share it right away with the world as a way to process, but other times I need to hold on to it for a while. Um, and, and maybe I'll never, you know, there's certain things that I just, and certain things I'm just not going to be going into and I may not for a very long time and maybe I never will. So, but I, it's part of listening to my gut. That's what, what I use to determine that is what feels right, what feels has integrity, what uh, feels like it's honoring to me and honoring to those who are in my life. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it is, it's definitely, it's just a gut feeling. Yeah, for sure. So the last one on the list is your level of professionalism. And I think this is important because not every one of us is going to speak to our readers the same. And I'm guessing you and I will probably be a prime example of that. So what level of professionalism do you use to communicate with your readers? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a psychologist, which means I have a PhD in clinical psychology. So um, yeah, I often will come in with an educational tone or do a little bit of uh, teaching, take that opportunity to share my expertise. I don't try to like heavily do that. I know that there are writers who do. I mean, I can even think them off the top of my head who they are. Um, that's not the kind of writer I wanna be. I have done that. I used to write that way, it's, but it doesn't, I don't, it's not my style and I burned out doing that. So. What I tend to do, I'm a spiller, confessional writer, a lot like you. So I share the story, but then I'll also then bring in a little bit of the, the, the narrator of a, of a psychologist in and then look at it from that view as well. So I try to like hold both, both views when I write. Now, when my fiction, I don't see myself doing that, but it doesn't mean that I can't, I just think that I'll be able to develop characters, hopefully that feel complex and realistic just because I've worked with a lot of people over the years. So that's where I hope, how I hope it plays into that. But yeah, when I blog, it does, it, it is part of my, it is part of my makeup. It's part of my credentials is that I am, I am also a professional. Mm -hmm. Um, I pretty much talk to my readers as if they're, um, my best friend, like, like, like the friend that I tell all of my secrets to. I once described it in a class as like, it would be the friend that was like holding my hair while I was throwing up, mm. like, cause I drank too much. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like that good of, that good of a friend. But that's a sweet thing, you know, and you know, I and do that it, it's very stuff. casual. Yeah. Um, um, I do, your, your writing does convey that. I do feel like I'm your best friend. When I read your writing, I feel like you and I are huddled down together um, I don't smoke, but if I did, we'd be like sharing a cigarette and talking about things <laughs> that just happened, you know, um, and I like that. I like the warm, cozy, casual, confidential feel of your writing. Mm -hmm. It is, it does, it kind of always feels like, um, like I had a friend in high school and we did just that. Like, I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble for missing curfew and I was hanging out with this friend. We'd drive around and we'd smoke cigarettes, even though we weren't supposed to. And we'd talk about everything that was going on. And I kind of feel like that's how I am with my reader. Like we're going on a road trip and we are discussing all of the events in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, and yeah, it's just, I, it's, I, I'm not saying that I don't know any other way. I do. I know where the line is for being, you know, professional and things like that. It's just the same as it is with literary fiction. It's not me. And for a long time, when I tried to make that my author theme and, you know, a part of my brand, 
um, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And anybody on the internet can pretty much smell a fake, you know? Yeah. And so it just wasn't something that worked for me. And so the more I feel like I show that, you know, I am messy and human and sometimes my kids eat macaroni cheese for lunch and dinner, then, you know, every other mom gets it. They really like macaroni and cheese, though. They ask for it all the time. <laughs> Mine do, too. They lived on that and bologna, I hate to tell you. They ate an awful lot of bologna, and I know they're not supposed to because of nitrates, but <laughs> it is. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah, it's great. So how do you, how, what tone do I, now that you, I, we've described yours, how do, does mine come across the way I think it does? Yeah, I think it does. It comes off as professional and warm and honest. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like, for the most part, you keep that line up um, that, you know, maybe I cross by, you know, swearing or something, or, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. saying something that's not the most tactful thing to say, um, you know, and those kinds of things. But that's just, I, I feel like I'm being honest. And it's yeah. usually in, it's usually in, you know, the, the ex that treated me a certain way or something, those kinds of stories where I'm like, well, you didn't want people to be mad about it or be upset about the way you behaved then maybe you shouldn't have done it that way and I'm just going to tell it to my readers like they're my best friend and we're right right. you know chatting about it so right and yeah I think for me and this is a new thing and I do share this and so this isn't a a new share but I'm autistic and Mm -hmm. it it really creates a grid by which I view the world and one of the one of the ways that affects me is I struggle to know how I'm feeling any given moment. I'm not like right now, how am I feeling? I, I don't know, I don't really have any feelings. I'm kind of tired, but other than that, I'm, I don't really know how I feel today. Um, and it also, I struggle knowing how to socially be at ease. So mm-hmm. I might be in the car next to you, but I'm gonna be like warily trying to figure out all the rules and making sure I'm not being an idiot while you're chatting with me. And you're probably totally unaware that I am feeling that way. And you're totally cool with me, but I'm like sick thinking there, maybe I'm not being cool. Maybe what am I doing wrong? So that's how I'm approaching the world constantly is trying, cause I, I can't quite navigate that part very easily. I do it, I'm sure I do it cause people seem to act like I do it. But for me, that's the barrier I'm struggling on. So I think that comes across and that's why you feel that line that's really actually the autism that's, that's creating this grid that makes it hard for me to feel like I can know how to reach through real well. But that creates a unique style of writing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it yeah. gives me a way of viewing the world a little different, but makes me super introspective and reflective. Yeah, and it's all a part, like sharing those parts of your personality, your personality quirks, I think are important. Um, I Otherwise, we're all just, you know, display pictures with the name beside it like we're we're no different from anybody else and so and it is I think it's sharing those things that really help us stand out because in your your car scenario so you're here in your own all those I do the same thing in a social experience where you kind of still do that in your blogging and I'm more of a mindset of this is how I do it I don't second guess it like this is how I do it it either works or don't but this is how I do it and I'm like almost like stubbornly to the point where I don't want to change my process or anything where you will 
work with titles and do all these things and like I, I don't do that like that's just yeah. not my process you yeah, know you're kind of like hell with it it's gonna <laughs> work and my like well yeah that's the answer <laughs> what, what if they don't like it and what if it's the wrong title and you know I really like cried over this piece and I want it to in, be impactful and anyway <laughs> and I'm like publish yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> in fact today I reworked three titles and republished them one of them, it, one of them's working. One of them is grabbing hold and doing well all of a sudden. So I don't do that. I know. I <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Other, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, again, if you want to work through your author theme, there is a worksheet, and the link is in the show notes below. Um, don't forget that we are still running a special where you can try out the how to publish your book podcast discord community for free from now until February 28th. And the link for that is in the show notes below as well. All right, Carrie. Well, I'm really glad we got to talk about this today. It was really interesting. Yeah, me too. Me too, Ashley. It's been fun. Great. Thanks guys. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.